0: Welcome to Ponderings from the Perch. I am Ashley LeBlanc. I'm the Executive Director here at Little Bird Marketing. And today I am joined by Juliana Wood. She currently serves as the Director of Certifications at CERC um, and she oversees two ISO standard programs. And Uh, Before CERC, she actually served as the assistant director for virtual programming at the Healthcare Business Women's Association, which is so awesome. And the educational program manager for NISO, where she oversaw a robust virtual and in-person education events calendar. Uh, her love for information, education, and quality was actually born out of her previous career in the book selling industry, having worked for many years at both independent and national chain bookstores, specifically in promotions, marketing, um, author events, festivals, and community events. So a very diverse background. I'm so excited to jump in today, Juliana. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, Ashley. What a wonderful uh, introduction that. I, I sound pretty impressive when you, when you say <laughs> you it. You are, you are, and I'm so
0: excited. I right. think this conversation today is going to be so exciting because of your diverse background and because, honestly, <clears throat> I mean, we chatted a little bit before we started recording, and your passion. I'm, I'm just excited to hear more about that. Um, so before, before we kind of dive into anything, um, super technical, the reason when I started doing my homework on you and on Cirque. Um, I got really excited because at Little Bird, we have a mantra or an ethos or whatever you want to call it, um, and it's literally at the heartbeat of everything we do for ourselves and for our clients, um, and it's this phrase called always be helping. Uh, we've done campaigns around it. It's literally, it's it's everywhere. We, we're we known for saying it, and it's actually adopt, uh, adopted from the old Zig Ziglar piece of advice, always be closing. Uh-huh. Um but we say everything you do should always be helpful. And I honestly feel like you and your work, you you're a true embodiment of this, that you are, you're helpful. You're, you're helpful to the insights industry. Um, and that is really at the base of certification and these systems that you put into place. So tell me a little bit about the mission of Circ, what you guys do and how you're helping the insights industry.
1: Sure. So thank you for that. And, and I would totally agree that, um, you know, helping and and getting getting companies through the process of compliance is literally at the core of what I do and what my team of auditors does. So just to back up just a little uh, minute because there's gonna be probably we're gonna we're gonna fling around a couple of acronyms today. Okay. And I don't I don't like to use alphabet soup when people don't know the alphabet. That's perfect. That's kind of I see that sometimes as exclusionary. We don't want to do that. We this is totally inclusion. Um so CERC is actually shorthand. For the Certification Institute for Research Quality. Um, CERC is a, almost a decade old, and it is the wholly owned and separate certification body of the Insights Association, which um, serves the market research, global insights, consumer, social, all of that good stuff, and data analytics industry. And so we serve CERC serves both the members of the association as well as the wider global research and insights market um, because of its nature as being, you know, again, a separate certification Mm -hmm. body. And we have rules that we have to abide by that come down to, you know, ISO, which is the international standards organization. And like I said, CERC is coming up, I believe by the end of this year, early 2021, it will be a whopping 10 years old. So we have clients that have been certified almost 10 years. Some of them are in their ninth year, some of our very early adopters. So our mission really comes down to something quite simple, which is that we're committed um, 100% to provide um, sort of thorough and impartial third-party assessment of of a customer's, um, either their research process management system, which would then be market research, or, and or, because we do have some clients that have pursued both certifications, the information security management system standard in order to make that determination regarding certification to the ISO standards, which again, kind of getting back to some numbers and acronyms, ISO 20252 and ISO 27001. So those are, that kind of is the, that kind of is the baseline where we start. And then CERC also um, it's been my mission in my tenure to really set CERC on a almost a higher level standard playing field. CERC itself is accredited through the American National Standards Institute. It has a national accreditation body. And so we're certified to the framework standard for certification bodies. So not only do we put our clients when they go through this process, we put them through their paces Circ is also not immune to that compliance, mm-hmm. you know, rigor. Yeah. Um, and I feel very strongly about that. We can't, you know, Circ can't say, hey, client X, you know, go get certified. It's great, rah, rah, rah. But then we don't do it ourselves. Right. So we have to follow our own, you know, set of processes for our own management system. And so, you know, kind of all of that to, is to say kind of ongoing and consistent improvement of management systems in general is the number one goal. That's That's what it comes down to. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, I'm just curious. So in terms of even like a career pivot, because your background, um, you've done a lot of interesting things. And then it's like, now you're super passionate about these systems, about compliance. Where did that come from? You know, it's funny. Like you mentioned in the
1: introduction, I started out uh, working in in bookstores just as an hourly bookseller back in the thousand years ago era. Um, when bookstores, when you could walk into a bookstore, and very quickly, um, I became very passionate about, you know, sort of the organization and the dispersal of information. I absolutely enjoyed it. Once the book industry sort of imploded on itself, sadly, in the way that I remember back in, you know, sort of uh, 2000, 2008, with the Great Recession, with a Mm -hmm. lot of those things all happened, I actually found myself um, sort of pivoting into higher education. That was sort of the first pivot Um, I worked at Johns Hopkins for about five years uh, doing marketing and communications for the graduate engineering program. And that started, that was, I I see that as a, almost a a natural progression, um, information to sort of information sharing that became, that that was to me, like, it it just made a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, And I really enjoyed the environment. From that point, I decided to go into nonprofit association management um and that's kind of where it it further sort of narrowed in on this idea and this was not to be absolutely clear my intention if i had you know talked to my 35 year old self mm-hmm. i would not have said oh yeah i want to end up in iso standards sure. they've always intrigued me i've always known about them because the publishing industry sure. has standards they need to follow for printing and a bunch of different aspects of that Higher education has standards that it has to follow. Um, And when you start getting into professional nonprofit associations, especially when they have to do with some form of trade, um, oftentimes they'll have an underlying um, set of processes, procedures, or standards that are considered industry best practices. And so that's kind of how I I landed here. I think the closest sort of what got me here and what you know, I look back to the day that I was hired and why I stood out as the candidate to come in and 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 run CERC was that uh, when I worked at NISO, which is the National Information Standards Organization, they were a standards development organization, which means basically they helped, they helped write standards for the library and information industry. So I've been on I've been on the standards development side, the actual bringing experts together to write a series of processes and procedures that then morph into a technical framework of standards and on the other that certification, which is you already have the standard and you work with companies or entities to implement and follow the standard, whether it's just compliance all the way through up to and including certification. The two are interrelated, but they are not, there's not a requirement. You can follow a standard. You never have to certify to it. uh, But certifying is that next step that is like the gold standard. It's the it's the it's the final accomplishment. Like when you're climbing a hill, like right. you've made it to the top when yeah. you certify.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I just was so curious because I feel like the the word pivot right now is being thrown around, oh and gosh. honestly, a lot of companies, a lot of professionals are trying to decide is that something that we do. And so it it you know any t- anytime someone has experience in in a career pivot in a business pivot, I'm always interested in hearing what that progression looked like. So I think right. our audience will will get a lot from that. Okay, so when it comes to compliance and certification, I want to talk about really what the main benefit is Um, something when you and I were kind of going back before we're talking about minimizing uh, day-to-day disruptions to Mm -hmm. an organization's business process or client interactions or human resources. So can you speak to that a little bit and tell, tell, tell me, tell the audience, what, what is the main benefit of getting these certifications or following these compliances?
1: You know, that's such an interesting question because I think that it's not, it's not easily answered because for each organization, their desire to become certified can come from a host of reasons. It's not it's not one size fits all. If we were talking, for example, if we were talking about an electrical standard or a building standard, the point of doing that is that you need to meet a national standard for safety, right? Mm-hmm. Someone might get hurt if your light bulb doesn't work the right way. Sure. Okay. But when you come to a voluntary standard, which is a management system standard, you are putting processes and procedures in place that have a wider array of benefits on a number of fronts that overall will benefit the organization. So when you talk about, let's say the market research standard. So what I see the main benefits there are, you know, you put, you put these processes and procedures in place from the standard that offer the, the implementer a, a pathway for not only training and education of staff, meaning everybody's doing the same thing, but what you're doing at the end of that is you're doing less and less rework. And what you're also doing is that your results of, let's say you're doing project work for a client, they're not only more reliable because the work has been done um, in a way that follows a set pattern of processes and procedures, let's say that client liked that project so much that they want to you know enter into another project contract with your company you now don't have to recreate the wheel that's what the standard allows you to do is not create the recreate the wheel you have a set of 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 whether you call it requirements processes procedures steps guide whatever whatever the company wants to call it to get from from point a to point b in a way that your results are constantly reproducible then you streamlined that process in a way that cuts down on staff time mm-hmm. it increases um, you know increases productivity and it removes oftentimes removes the need for you know rework we have to go back and do it again because one part of this process didn't follow the rest and we have to do this one part again. And so you constantly have these reproducible outcomes that a lot of our companies who have, who have been certified for a really long time, that's the number one thing they talk about. They talk about sort of that reproducibility of project work that gives them a reliable framework to go back to and makes training really easy. There's no like, okay, we're well, going to train you this way, but sure. I'm going to train you this way. Yeah. It's everybody's on the same page. The standard is the, the blueprint by which to get your business done. It doesn't tell you how to do your business. It gives you the framework. And then what you do as the implementer is that you put your processes up against those requirements. And that's how you end up with compliance to the standard. And again, that reproducibility over and over so that your outcomes are more timely, they're cost efficient, and it allows for for more growth. And also what I see as an obvious benefit If you do encounter a problem, you can address the problem much quicker because you know where the breakdown was versus if you had a process for this type of project versus that type of project versus that type of project. Like if everything was different, you're constantly reproducing the wheel and that's a lot of time. And you know, what we were talking about before you started the recording about sort of being in this sort of weird sort of, you know, global pandemic time, streamlining work and getting things done um, in a way that makes sense and is the the most cost efficient when everything else is uncertain, I think is a huge benefit. Yeah. Huge benefit.
0: Well and I think I think too what we're talking about here is a protection of resources. Absolutely and if we're I mean, if we're really drilling down to what's important during a pandemic to keep a business surviving or even transitioning into thriving, it's really that protection of resources. And here at Little Bird, we actually, um, we were big advocates of systems. And so we always say, um, put pressure on the systems, not on the people. Um, Because when the systems are in place, it's a lot easier, like you were saying, to pinpoint faults to mm-hmm. pinpoint um, where you're lacking in project production and efficiency, um, where something went wrong, and also your points of success, too. Where did something go right, and how, we, how can we reproduce that again for the next project, the next client, in order to be a more sustainably successful company?
1: Absolutely, and I think that the, you know, the standards while they, you know, people hear the word standard and they, and they can be intimidated. Right. It's like you said um, earlier, you know, maybe it's a little boring or it's too technical or, um, you know, there's a number of, there's sort of a number of sort of preconceived notions that come when you start talking about standards. and. I think that when when you're talking specifically about the two standards that that CERC um, certifies companies to, they're written in a way, not only are they written by experts in that they're authored by people who do the work. These are experts in the field. They're the, they're the technical experts that author these standards. So it's not written by this sort of you know body of experts that are completely removed from the industry. The standards were written you know, sort of with the real world in mind. Like we know how you need to run an, a panel. Mm-hmm. You know, we know what, what what needs to be done. And so the process is written very clearly. The requirements are written very clearly and speak that language so that it's, it's not, once you get into it, it's really not that intimidating. The answers are all kind of there on the page. It's like, oh, really? You kind of have this light bulb moment when you read the standard. You're like, oh, okay, I get it. I can't speak to other standards. Like I wouldn't even want to get into an electrical standard or a sure. building standard. Cause I think my eyes would like implode, but the market research standard. And even, I mean, I feel after almost three years, even the information security standard, which is in the industry kind of called 27,001, that's the shorthand for sure. it. That one is very technical, but when you read it, you're like, okay, like, okay, I get it. And I get why it's written the way that it is. And it's written to be beneficial to the, individuals who are actually doing the work Mm. it's not meant to intimidate although it can be intimidating but it's not meant to be let's take a quick break so i can tell you about this show's sponsor looking for a research partner to handle the details of your next project in person or virtual fieldwork has been a leader in world-class marketing research services and facilities since 1980 As market research has expanded from the standard focus group to incorporate other methodologies and technologies, Fieldwork has expanded right along with it. With 15 facilities nationwide and sophisticated global recruitment services, their detail-oriented staff partners with you to achieve great insights. Focus on the research, Fieldwork will do the rest.
0: Okay, so let's kind of pivot now. Um, We're talking about the individuals who are doing the work. Um, something that I, I wanted to ask you is about just the importance of, of personnel training and education, uh-huh. um, especially during the pandemic. And if you have any tips for business leaders who want to empower their staff, but uh-huh. maybe their staff is either virtual right now or um, even just starting to regroup, or maybe people are um, still on a hiring freeze. I mean, it's hard because we're talking about protection of resources and and it can feel like you're extremely limited. But in order to move your business forward, in order to scale, you need to invest. You need to invest Mm -hmm. in your staff and give them the training that they need in order to help take your company to that next level. So tell me a little bit about that. You know, that's a, that is such a great topic. I tell every single prospect
1: prospective company that I talk to who wants to get into this and it's it's a long journey it's not you know I say all the time that it's not it's not a sprint it's a marathon um, but it's a it's a good marathon I tell companies all the time you know to take a deep breath and to just accept the fact that while you're implementing the standard whether you want to try to do it at a breakneck speed or you're going to take sort of you know a longer time because you've got competing priorities that your business doesn't stop while you're implementing the standards. Mm. It just doesn't stop. That's a total fact and we can't get around it. It's not like, okay, I'm not going to work for a month Great. while I totally focus on writing a quality manual from scratch. It, just, it doesn't work like that. I wish it did, but it doesn't work like that. And so I think that once individuals who work and, and think about this and, and kind of looking to that, that long game goal, that that's where we want to get. I think once I have that kind of in mind, it's like, okay, I can, I can now breathe and kind of get through this. The other thing to remember when it comes to standards and I you know I I say this with with all honesty, it is not my intention to make sure every single company that I come in contact with that the end goal is always certification. I'm not it's not a hard to me it's not a hard sell. Hmm. To me it's more important to pick up the standard, to read the standard, to say okay, Wow, we already do about 75% of this. Great. Now, how do we line that up against the actual requirements and write our quality manual or write our processes and procedures in a way that puts us into compliance with the standard? So even if no one ever comes in from a certification body like CERC Mm -hmm. and does a third-party assessment, you can now point to this blueprint of, of requirements that your that your company is following, sort of the best practices of the industry experts. So that's me, that to me is like the, a big huge hurdle. And I think it's a noble, a noble goal. The next step certification is for those that are truly committed to moving beyond just sheer compliance, and they want to not only be compliant, but they want that third party assessment to say, You know what? Are we compliant? Mm -hmm. How can we improve our system? Find our faults. Find, you know, where we need to remediate or change some processes to get better. Because the whole thing about standards is it's all about constant improvement. I have never met (laughs) a company that has been 100 percent, no findings, no room for improvement, It doesn't exist. It's a constantly evolving and constantly sort of striving towards that goal of being compliant to what you say you do. So if you're a business and you say, these are the business, these are the services to which we attest. Mm -hmm. These are the things that we say that we do. Here's how we do them. Are we meeting our own goals? Are we striving to our own, you know, to our own success? And then once, you know, that happens and you can say, yeah, okay, that's great. But really, certification is, I see that as the, the absolute pinnacle. It's sure. a It's a good thing to have. It's a great thing to have in certain cases. But really, getting compliant is the first biggest hurdle. Once you kind of get to that point, certification is just another couple of steps. It's really not that difficult after that point.
0: Okay, so just wrapping up, if someone wants to find out more about CERC, um, where where can they find more information?
1: Sure. Well, um, the best place is either um, at circ.org plain and simple. Um, on our website, we have not only some wonderful testimonials of clients who have gone through the process and really kind of come through the other side and said, yeah, this was really great. We're glad we did this for our business. And here are you know, some of the reasons why we did this for our business. We have a registry We're called the Registry of Certified Clients so that anyone can see who is out there in the market research industry who is currently certified. Um, CERC has at this point, I think by last count, 35 certified companies Wow! and they represent, I did the math last year. Forgive me. It's not at the top of my head. I should have done that. I think we serve close to with the certifications and the global reach. We're at somewhere at like 75 countries. Okay. Yeah. So it's not it's not small by any no. means. Um, there's a there's a huge reach, and because again, ISO standards are global. Um, the standards that certifies to are not just for North America or not just for the United States. If you're certified to ISO 27001 or 20252, that is. In Japan, they follow those standards. In the UK, they follow those standards. In Sudan, they follow those standards. Um, so it's a global, it is a global benchmark. So that's that's I think the, the best thing. So the website, circ.org, you'll like I said, you'll find the registry. There's also um, a great for those individuals who, who have quality in their title. They're maybe a compliance lead. Um, they might be an implementation manager. We have a whole series of steps on how to get started. If you're starting from zero, here's how you, here's how you take your first step. And my information is on the website throughout. Um, As you said, at the top of the show, I see myself as sort of the helper and the guide through this process. And I am always available, no matter how small the question or how big the question to answer as best as I can to help sort of put everybody at ease that this is not, it is a lot of work, but you get through it and you come out the other side and it's you know it's a huge accomplishment and then you set yourself your company is set up you know kind of in a in a peer group that not all you know not all other companies are are in so circ.org and then of course there's we also have pages on the insights association website Mm -hmm. that are that speak a little bit more high level but really the the meat of the program and getting
0: certified to either of the two standards is found at circ.org perfect and i'll make sure that i put those in the show notes. That way people can just easily click on them and find that information because honestly, it sounds like you guys have a lot of just helpful um, resources out there too. So if you're curious about uh, compliance or certification at all, please uh, visit the links in our show notes, reach out to Juliana. She would love to talk to you. Um, But Juliana, thanks so much for being on the show today. Um, I loved this conversation that that we got to have and I hope that our audience enjoyed it too. From all of us at Little Bird Marketing, uh, we hope that you have a great day and happy marketing.